This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another thrilling episode of the Blurring the Lines podcast. I am your host, Peter Nicolaitis, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Adam Bell. I'm Adam? here. I'm here. I'm, I'm glad. Where, where is here, by the way? We've, we've mentioned it once or twice before, but where, where is here for you today? Here today, I am working from my home office in Hendersonville, Tennessee, which is right outside of Nashville. Henderson, if you couldn't tell by the accent, right? <laughs> and uh, actually, it's kind of, it's interesting. I didn't even think about this, but the reason, a good reason to bring this up is I'm actually at my place in Vermont today. Mm-hmm. So unlike uh, normally when I'm recording outside of Boston. So uh, if sounds a little different, uh, it's because I'm in a completely different environment with different recording equipment and whatnot. So I don't know if it's going to sound better or worse, but it may sound different. So. <laughs> There you go. So, better. Uh, yeah, better. Let's hope. <laughs> so, uh, we're trying a bit of a format uh, switcheroo on this episode. Maybe you'll notice, maybe you won't. If you've been paying attention, maybe you will. <laughs> and uh, we're going to kick off our main topic for this week. And uh, the main topic that Adam wanted to cover this week was. PC versus Macintosh, and I guess technically, to be accurate, we should say Windows versus Macintosh, right? Because yeah. Macs, Macs technically are PCs. They were like the first personal computer yeah. in bunny rabbit ears. <laughs> so um, Mac versus Windows, uh, and the other reason to make that distinction is a PC these days could be running something else like Linux. Uh, it could be running PC BSD. It could be, you could say, a Chromebook uh, running the uh, Chrome OS. So there's a lot of different options. But the two big ones these days still are Macintosh and Windows. Yeah. So, Adam, what were you thinking? Why, uh, why, why this topic? Does it matter? Does anyone care? Well, yeah. I mean, there there's a big argument out there. At least every time I go into an office, you know, somebody's like, "Well, I want to do Mac, or I want to do," you know. So there's a lot of philosophies, and there's a lot of uh, pros and cons. And you know, really today, I kind of wanted to cover what are some of the pros and cons. And the pros and cons are really scenario based because there's certain scenarios where there's no difference whatsoever just whatever you like. And then mm-hmm. there are other situations where uh, Windows definitely is the right solution for the problem. Mm-hmm. And, you know, preference, if you want preference, pick the one you like. I don't care. But, <laughs> you know. Well, reminds me, uh, last week I was out for a bike ride with my neighbor, and uh, she has a bike, and she doesn't like shifting gears on the bike. And, you know, <laughs> my I, wife I, doesn't like that either. <laughs> I, I tell you, you know, I, I think it's a girl thing. I really do. <laughs> so um, I ride, you know, you're talking to a guy who has a, you know, I've had mountain bikes and road bikes with like 28 speeds. And, you know, I'm constantly shifting, you know, like if, if there's a slight gradient, a little bit of an incline, I'm shifting to a lower gear. And if it's a higher, you know, whatever, I'm shifting constantly. But she asked like, I, I like, I like second gear. Is, is second gear a good gear? <laughs> 
I'm like, I think it's a perfectly fine gear if you like it. I mean, you know, it doesn't mean I'm going to stay in it. The other thing I thought about is, um, you know, the, like uh, my my uh, firearms. I own a couple of them, and, you mm-hmm. know, I've got a pistol and I've got a shotgun, which is better. <laughs> yeah. Well. 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 <laughs> if, you're, if you're looking for something that you can carry around safely with a concealed carry permit, um the shotgun is probably not the right choice (laughs) for example (laughs) but anyway uh so uh so what sort of scenarios where would you pick uh windows versus macintosh okay so i've got a number of scenarios to discuss and uh i think we'll start off at grandma's house grandma's house (laughs) so grandma wants a computer Mm -hmm. which one would be the best for grandma uh, not knowing anything else about your grandma, uh, <laughs> I would probably, I would initially want to say Macintosh, mm-hmm. uh, because for me, that would mean a little less effort doing the initial setup mm-hmm. to get the thing running. Uh, like Windows, it has probably everything grandma would need to do. Right. She can get on the internet with Safari, the inter, you know the built-in web browser. Uh, she can get email with the built-in mail application, or she could just use a service, most likely like Gmail. Right. Uh, she can do Facebook, so she could see the grandkids. Uh, you know, uh, if that's well, you're, you're talking about grandma, so yeah. by definition, she has grandkids. <laughs> um, and uh, it's gonna probably be, uh, you know, and it's 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 oh, I've really hard hard to say this and in sincerity um probably a little safer from viruses a little a little safer but that you know only (laughs) because it's a smaller attack surface there there are fewer macintoshes out there and therefore they are not as big a target Mm mm-hmm but I'm not saying this is not a blanket statement to say that Macintoshes are more secure than Windows. That's right. not what I said. So that's that's uh, that's where I would go with Grandma. Now, if you are a Windows expert and you can lock it down and you can restrict her administrative rights and you put some good security software on there and the firewall is configured properly and she's not installing things left and right, yeah, you can secure that reasonably well too. Yeah. Um, but I think that the the Mac might just prove to be a little more intuitive and easier for Grandma to use. Yeah. Well, and another thing that um, that I've noticed when I've purchased Macs versus purchasing uh, an HP at Best Buy with window the latest version of Windows, Windows 10, or what you know, depending on whenever you buy it. Best Buy throws a bunch of stuff on there that you never get when you buy an Apple. <laughs> right, and that stuff is affectionately referred to as bloatware. Yeah, uh, also known as crapware by a lot of people. <laughs> and the reason is that the manufacturers are getting money to install these third-party apps on these machines. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a it's a subsidy of sorts. Uh, whereas Apple controlling both the hardware and the software, and also you know, charging usually a little more than a comparable uh, PC, they're making up for that money that way. Yeah, yeah, I was I was going to bring that up as well. Grandma's going to pay a little bit more for the Mac than she's going to pay for a uh, generic over-the-counter PC w- with Windows on it. 
Yep. Well, when we were discussing this in preparation, you also brought up the point, maybe grandma doesn't need a PC. Maybe she just needs a <laughs> tablet. <laughs> Correct. When you, um, you originally brought this topic up, I said, um, you know, should we do it just as, you know, Windows or PC right now? Or should we also say Windows versus PC versus Chromebook versus tablet? Um, because depending on what the need is, a lot of those can be done. I mean, my father right now, uh, other than needing to scan in doc, well, even that he's, he could use it. He could do everything he needs with an iPad. Yeah. My dad, my dad does not need a windows machine. He has one and he uses it, but, um, the camera on an iPad can function as a scanner. And uh, you can get printers that are uh, iOS compatible so that you can print to them. You know, uh, it's called AirPrint. That's the, the name of the Apple uh, version of the technology. It lets those print. So he does email and he surfs web pages and he listens to some music on Pandora. And that's about all he does. Yeah. <laughs> so he could easily do that with an iPad. It's a lot lower maintenance. It's a much more secure environment because it's simply locked down so you can't do as much. Right. And by not being able to do as much with a system, you're not able to exploit it as much. It's uh -huh. a logical extension. So um, so a little nod to, uh, to tablets and similar things apply to Chromebooks. They're all, you know, similar. Uh, they're a, a smaller subset of features. They can't do as much. But, um, you know, if you access mostly web-based applications and everything's done over the Internet these days, they're just as functional as running a Windows machine or a Macintosh and doing all your work in a web browser. Yeah. Well, and, you know, a few years ago, uh, the Mac would have been a disadvantage for, for Grandma because she would have had to make sure she purchased a Mac-compatible printer that matched the list where today the compatibility is is so much more. I mean, I, I would say it's probably harder to find one that won't work with the Mac. Yeah, most things these days are going to work with Macintoshes because even though they are there are fewer of them out there, they are the number one selling personal computer. Mm -hmm. So they may not have the majority of the market share, but out of all those companies who are making computers, Apple's the number one. I think that's still true as of this time. I don't think that uh, uh, like Dell or whatnot have overtaken them. Pretty sure they're still the biggest. If not number one, they're darn close. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, and you know, you did mention that the viruses are less, um, and and that you know that was the caveat. There's big asterisks on there <laughs> <laughs> but you know grandma is more likely to be tricked by uh by web browsing of things that she needs and the phone calls from the uh the fake solicitors telling her that she has a problem with her computer that they need to get onto it so the mac's yep. going to be have a slight advantage there Right. I have a, a friend of mine, his mom keeps getting those uh, scams, you know, from people saying, oh, you know, we have, you know, detected problem with your Windows computer. And she's like screaming at them. I don't have Windows. Stop calling me. But she doesn't 
realize she's being scammed. (laughs) She just thinks that this tech support company that keeps calling her is misdiagnosing her system. (laughs) Well, which, you know, one way or another, I guess it's good that she's not giving them her credit card information. Mm -hmm. So, well, this is funny. I just can't let it go. My, my wife's mother, who is, I don't know, she's 70 something right now, but about two years ago, she got a call from one of those companies, uh, you know, the scammers. So this guy says, hey, I'm from Microsoft. I need to get on your computer. You're having a problem. And he gets on her computer and says, oh, yeah, look here. Here's the problems. You know, and he starts manufacturing a problem. He's like, you you need to update your antivirus and uh, I need your credit card number. So she gives him the credit card number and he installs some garbage on it and then then she afterwards she calls me and says hey i think i just got scammed <laughs> and, and she did you know and i i uh, i told her never ever let anybody get on your computer except for me and your other son-in-law cuz he he's kind of in computers as well mm-hmm. I, I said don't let anybody else on your computer but you or but but me or him Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I, I told her, I said, I'm not taking any chances. I wiped and reloaded it, built everything from scratch, set it up. One year later, they called back and they said, you know, we're sorry. Um, we, we took money from your credit card and we're calling to return the money to your credit card. And they said, but the, the other credit cards expired, so we'll need your new credit card number so that we can deposit the money. And she gave them the credit oh, card. Of course she did. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> We're going to take away your credit card. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that's, uh, that's sad. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. So, well. So- so, so grandma, <laughs> safer maybe, but there's only there are limits. There are yeah. limits. There are limits. Okay. All right. So, what else? What else so, we have? Um, what, what's another scenario where someone might need to choose a PC versus or Windows versus Mac? Okay. So, a basic office. So maybe a small office. You know, 10, 10 people. Maybe they have a file server. Uh, all they really do is office documents. They do office documents. They do email. You know, if they've got anything specialized, they're doing it through the web portal or in the cloud. So they don't really have any specialized software to do business. Okay. Uh, I would there go with the um, preferences and the experience of the staff mm-hmm. uh, and or the, you know, the, the, the principles of the company if they have any preferences. Uh, I would also look at available support options. So if there's somebody in the area, you know, if they're if they have outsourced IT, obviously they want to look at who's going to be supporting them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's you know at these days there's generally a decent selection of Macintosh support available, but not always the case. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there are you know people who that sometimes they're harder to find. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, consider who's going to be fixing these things when they have problems, because they do have problems. Just yeah. today, as we're recording this, we dealt with a video production firm that had a serious issue with their Macintosh server, for mm-hmm. instance. So they're not immune. They're not foolproof. Um, 
But other than that, you know, if you're just doing web browsing, Office documents, Microsoft Office for Macintosh is just as functional. Uh, well, not not a hundred percent functional of uh, the same as uh, the Windows version of Office, but it does everything that just about everyone on the planet needs from an Office suite. Right. Uh, as an alternative, uh, LibreOffice is the free open source version that runs fine on um, you know Mac and Windows as well. So there's nothing stopping them there. And we've established that the printers and stuff that they're going to be buying are available for Macs and Windows as well. Right. So sounds to me like you can go uh, you know either way on that one. Well, you could, yeah, you could go either way. Uh, the only uh, the only problem, or well, the foreseeable problem that I could see, well, that's redundant. The foreseeable problem would be that uh, they did encounter a need to have Windows for a specific application that they took into the future. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, Mac does offer parallels where you could run a virtual machine of Windows, mm -hmm. um, which I feel like. I don't like that because yep. now you got the problem of Macs and Windows. <laughs> yeah. well, that's that's true. The the um, well, technically, from from that standpoint, though, uh, you can just run Windows on a Macintosh machine. Mm -hmm. uh, they are running Intel processors, so it is possible to install Windows and run them on mm -hmm. on. So that's a possibility. Um, Parallels is one option. VMware offers a uh, program that lets you run Windows in a virtual machine. Uh, VirtualBox is a free uh, program that does the same thing. Mm -hmm. So it's possible to run Windows on a Mac. It does complicate things because, number one, you have another virtual computer on your network that needs to be maintained and monitored. If you have an all-Mac shop and no one is familiar with Windows at all, now you have this foreign object <laughs> introduced into your network that no one knows how to use or maintain properly. So that's a concern. Um, there is an additional cost because you now need a license for Windows. So there's a few things to consider before you, you do that. But as far as pure flexibility goes, if you need to run Macintosh and Windows, the only really good way to do that is to have Macintosh hardware, yeah. you know, Apple, Apple hardware to, to run them both on. Mm -hmm. okay. So, Well, and I think that really, so like my next scenario is like a regular home user. Um, I think kind of basically they would end up kind of like that office. You know, mm -hmm. if they can find and maintain good support, there's really not a problem with it. If a home user wants to use a Mac or Microsoft, whichever they prefer is going to be fine. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, that's true. Um, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So now the the next scenario would be the small office, small SMB market, small office that has very specific needs, such mm -hmm. as such as uh, law offices. I've got. I've got some real estate law offices that they cannot use. They would love to use Macs, but they can't. Mm -hmm. And then I've got some other law offices that they're able to run their entire thing on Macs. Yep. It's uh, If you're invested in a specific line of business application and that application is what drives your business, 
and that is, say, only available on Macintosh or only available on Windows, you probably want to standardize on that app on that platform that supports your application. Um, it doesn't make sense because then once again you're back in the same situation. If you if you buy Macs but they're primarily used for running Windows, it's just kind of weird. Yeah. Um, because again, you have two operating systems. You have twice the things that can go wrong from a software perspective for every computer. Mm-hmm. And um, it just doesn't make much sense. You're going to need to learn how to use Windows to run this program anyway. So you may as well suck it up and run Windows, for yeah. example. Yeah. yeah. All right. What about the enterprise? Windows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, I guess I bet Apple uses Apple's. I yeah. Bet. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm sure. Um, When it comes to managing large numbers of systems, though, the tools that are available, both built-in and third-party apps, I just haven't seen anything on Macintoshes that uh, offer the same degree of controls that is available in Windows Mm -hmm. with their advanced management features. Um, I won't go into any details because this is not a you know tech nerd podcast. You know, it's geared towards business owners and decision makers. But the fact of the matter is that you just have so much more fine grain control with Windows than you do over Mac for remote management stuff that I've seen. That uh, and and on a large scale basis, it's just a lot easier to um, to manage those. Mm-hmm. Have you done well? We didn't talk about this, but have you done much using the Apple Enterprise servers? We have. Um, now, I wouldn't say and not nearly as much as Windows, uh, as you can probably tell by my my bias. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we have done. Uh, we used uh, back when they were uh, selling the XServe server mm-hmm. lines. We used those, and uh, later on, you know, when the server became just a separate application that you install on a Mac somewhere, we've used that. And you know, they're they're okay, they're nice, but uh, a lot of the the tools just they just don't seem to be on par with like things like the the built-in. Windows remote management tools. Yeah, I mean that would be my assessment as well, and and I always kind of, of course, familiarity is one thing. You know, sure. I always felt like, oh my goodness, I don't know what I'm doing in here. I mean, I know what I want to do, I just don't know where it is. Right, <laughs> and you know, I'm sure if if a a Apple superstar expert heard us talking about this, they would probably say that we're morons and we don't know what we're talking about. Um, but I, you know. Again, I think it's because Windows does have such a dominant share of the market that um, that's probably one of the reasons there are more tools available to manage Windows machines because there are more Windows machines. You know, there's just a bigger market. Yeah. Well, even my remote management software, I've got a whole lot more options for controlling the Microsoft devices than I do the Mac devices. And because I use the same management software you do, I will have to say the same thing. <laughs> so. Okay, so we 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 hit on the viruses. Do you want to say anything more about getting viruses on a uh, Windows versus Mac? 
Uh, you know, these days, uh, it, no, you know, the one thing is, even though there are fewer Macintosh viruses, one thing we see time and time again is they make wonderful carriers for Windows viruses. <laughs> we frequently, when we do, you know, scans, we will we'll come into Macintosh shops and the, uh, the Mac, uh, Users there will say, oh, you know, we don't have any antivirus software. We install it, and we find a ton of viruses, and usually they're Windows viruses. Mm -hmm. And what's funny is that, you know, the Mac people are like, oh, well, we're immune. We don't have anything to worry about. Except the problem is that, you know, they're passing these, like, macro-infested Word documents and other things. They're passing these documents and legitimate files back and forth to their customers who do use Windows. <laughs> so, yeah, you're safe, but you're infecting your business partners. Probably not a great practice, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, even if you have a statistically you know, lower odds of getting a virus on your own machine, uh, if you're interacting with the rest of the world, uh, you kind of owe it to your neighbors to take some steps and keep things secure. Yeah. Well, and it is, like I said, it's more prevalent than it used to be. I was on, um, I was on my Mac Mini and uh, a couple days ago, and I was browsing. I don't, I don't know where I was browsing, but I wasn't browsing, like, anywhere suspicious. And I got a pop-up said, your Mac is infected. Download the latest version of whatever, you know, some iteration of the operating system. I'm like, huh, hmm. close window. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because because from the standpoint of a virus writer, it's not that hard to um, to detect the operating system. You know whether somebody is on a PC or a Mac, a mm -hmm. Windows or, or a Mac, um, and then you just tailor the message to that person. You mm -hmm. know, so yeah. it's not really that difficult. Mm -hmm. Well, um, kind of next. In interest or topic of interest was program compatibility. Yep. Uh, and again, that gets to do you have what you need to do? You know, um, strictly speaking, in most cases, Windows is going to give you more options. When it comes to things like video editing and production and graphic design, you know, even now, I think most of those options are pretty much available for both platforms. Mm -hmm. uh, it was back in the day that Macintoshes were king of things like, you know, video and graphics and design. Um, I don't think that's quite so true anymore. Uh, you know, like Adobe was the, the, the 800 pound gorilla in that space. And as far as I know, all of their stuff is available on both, you know, for both Windows and Macintosh these days. So... Not really sure that one has a clear advantage, but in general, um, most programs, you know, it's like, here's the Windows version. It may exist for Macintosh, and if not, you may be fine, you may be able to find an equivalent. Yeah. Right. But it's much more rare that you find a program and you say, oh, yeah, here's this program for Macintosh, and nothing like this exists on Windows. <laughs> you know, you just, you, you, you laugh when I say that because mm -hmm. that's, that's how silly that is. Mm -hmm. So, 
So. Yeah, and and I I was I've got an animation studio. I've actually got a couple of them, and you know they're completely Windows shops, and they were Windows shops by their own choosing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do have a couple of of Macs in there. But the only reason for the Max is because of the preference of that particular user, mm-hmm. you know. And like you said about Adobe, I run I run the Adobe Creative Suite, and I've got I've got my Windows computer over here, and I've got my Mac over there, and the programs are running on both of them, and they look the same, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, a lot, and that's the thing too that you know from the user's standpoint. Windows versus Mac is often not really that much of a concern because the operating system itself, generally users aren't spending a lot of time interacting with that. You know, they're spending time in their email program. They're spending time in the spreadsheet program, Mm -hmm. in the graphic design program. And generally most of those work pretty similarly whether you're on windows or macintosh you know they, they all have similar functionality and stuff um so you know it's not that big of a deal usually the the bigger deal is the maintenance you know the the maintenance and the administration of the system which yeah. can take more mm-hmm. so, yeah. on one of these days we'll have to have a uh ubuntu fun day i don't know what we'll do there <laughs> oh yeah i love the idea of ubuntu and i love the idea of linux but yep. it sure is hard to work sometimes on it <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, but but i being a big time uh you know open source guy and uh you know i at various times during my career linux desktops have been my my primary operating system you know i've like worked mostly on a linux machine mm-hmm. uh, i know plenty of people who will say you know like i don't know how anybody gets anything done under windows <laughs> and so there's there's a lot of people out there and uh, you know they tend to be geekier more techie more programmy type folks um, but uh, you know once you get a linux ser- system set up it can be pretty darn rock solid and uh and and pretty awesome yeah but um there's there's still you know those those issues about compatibility and whether or not the program you need uh, exists etc they're even even more uh prevalent there than on uh, macintosh systems for instance for example i do the same every once in a while i'll get the wild hair and just wipe format and uh put ubuntu back on and I, I think the longest that I've lasted is like eight months until there was some application that absolutely would not run mm-hmm. or I had to run it in a virtual machine and it what? was it was janky and it's like Yep. <laughs> like, I'm done. I'm running native. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it, it's hard, you know. I mean I, I liked I liked it for a long time when I was running uh running Linux as my desktop, but I ended up having to either support people running Windows or running Windows apps myself. Mm-hmm. And in the end, it's just, you know, why add the extra overhead? I wasn't gaining anything really by having a, a Linux uh, layer on top of everything else. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, very good. Why? Well, I think that this wraps up this topic. Is there anything else you might want to add? No, I think we pretty much covered it. All right. Very good. All right. Well, let's move on. Okay. To contact either us or our guests, visit blurringthelinespodcast.com. 
If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast. And leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.